Welcome to Gain That Tune. Everybody, it's Game That Tune back in the house once again. Oh man, I think we're gonna have an interesting show tonight, and I think we can all agree on that. No controversy. It's your boy John Harrington here. We got John Regan. Say hey. Hey. And we got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. So yeah, man, it's uh, it's Game That Tune, um, episode one hundred and eight. Uh, man, we are uh, just, you know, plugging right along, and if you're just joining us here on Game That Tune, what we do is we listen to video game music, uh, we've each brought three songs from a game, we listen to the songs, try and guess the games, with a little bit of trivia help, uh, goof off, have a lot of fun, um, talk a bunch of nonsense, and the winner at the end of the night gets to pick a theme for the next episode and play a bonus tune, um, and let's see, who was that fantastic winner on last week's show? Somebody super handsome, as I recall. That's a controversial statement there, David. Uh, you know, because I don't think John Regan won the show. Um, <laughs> it, was my, it was my fat ass. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it was me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've been uh, you know, kind of thinking on this theme for a little while. I wanted to pick it. It's, uh, you know, controversial games. Either games that are, you know, largely known to be controversial or games that caused a controversy, controversy in your life. Uh, personally, so I think we're gonna have some fun tonight. I think we're gonna have some fun stories, probably some gross games, and uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm excited to get into it. So uh, unless we got something else, guys, I think uh, I think it's time to just get right to it. What do you think? All right, yeah, I think we should go for Game it. Game one. Okay, let's see here. There were two opponents that were removed from the NES port of this game. P. 
pizza, pasta, and kid quick. It's unknown why they were removed. Controversy, bro. question sure because your trivia makes it seem like the game is the arcade version but the music sounds distinctly like the nes version which version did you choose i chose the nes version okay come on it's johnny (laughs) (laughs) well it could also be uh okay Already getting into the controversy, just wading right into it. I swear, if you... Okay. He didn't do anything, David. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do anything crazy. Y'all say Mike Tyson's punch-out, and you're all wrong. This is just punch-out. No, it's Mike Tyson's punch-out. <laughs> really That's what I was going to say. Is like, is it is it Mike Tyson's punch-out, and the controversy is the whole Mike Tyson thing? Or is it just... Punch out featuring Mr. Dream, and the controversy is everybody pissed that it doesn't have Mike Tyson in it? Mm. It's all of it. It's a good question. This is a controversial <laughs> series, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm you really know, looking forward to editing this because, Johnny, I think you got so excited with your joke just then that you said something to the effect of Mike Tyson's tongue shout, and I really want to hear it again. I don't think you <laughs> said the name right. I'll say Mike Tyson's tongue shout. <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> so. Anyway. Yeah, this is Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for the NES. Um, and it's a game that, like, I don't think any of us remember it being p- particularly controversial, but I think nowadays it kind of is, because, like, all your opponents are kind of racist a bit. They're all definitely are stereotypes. They? Like, you have uh, the Russian guy who, in the U.S., you know, NES game, his name was changed to Soda Popinski, but he was originally, I think, Russian Drunkins... No, Vodka Drunkinski. No, Vodka Drunkinski. Yeah, yeah, Vodka Drunkinski. Not that controversial. Um, it's, you know... It's Russia, motherfucker. Like, they're vodka-drinking drunks. What's so controversial about that? See, I thought you were going to go with the controversy about this game that they were going to make a sequel, but then decided not to and removed Mike Tyson from subsequent ports because of the rape trial. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going with. Yeah, we can. Uh, can There's a number of reasons that this game is controversial over the years, including Mike Tyson, convicted rapist. Um, (laughs) There's also some uh, uh, controversial memes on the internet. Involving this game, yes, Ooh, yes, mm-hmm. there is. You know, I believe a certain someone stole someone else's bike. Um, you know, man, Internet 1.0 was a weird time. Um, let's see other ways it's controversial. I mean, seriously, what's controversial about all these racial stereotypes, John? The Frenchman is weak and can be knocked out easily. What's controversial yeah. about that? That's really not great. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> the German man wears brown pants and has a mustache. I don't see any controversy there. Von Kaiser might be the least controversial character in the history of all media. I don't that's think a, you're right, but I don't know. That's perfect for a sound clip of some sort. Hot take. Yeah, that's a Von Kaiser hot take. Let's see. I, let's just go through the whole game. Let's just break down all the ways that's offensive and racist. What is racist about Piston Honda? I love, Doesn't he come um, out flashing a camera? I love if I Piston that right, Honda's, like, in-between match things. Like, one of his quotes, he literally just rambles off Japanese words. Like, Mount Fuji. Kamikaze. Nipponichi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah, okay, so maybe a little bit racist there, like they didn't bother writing any dialogue for him, they just had him spouting Japanese uh, phrases. Uh, also, mild controversy, Nintendo, for some reason, dumbasses, had to rename him for the punch-out for Wii, like, they decided they didn't want to call him Piston Honda anymore for fear of upsetting Honda motor cars, like, so they changed him to Piston Hondo? <laughs> Which, uh, you know, isn't Honda a common enough Japanese name? Like, what do I Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and let's see, who's after Piston Honda? Uh, There's Don that, Flamenco, the incredibly flamboyant, suave Spaniard. Yeah, he eats a rose uh, in the ring. That's <laughs> controversial. <laughs> he dances out there and the, that rose just sucks right into his mouth. So Spaniards eat flowers. That's true, yeah. You know, I you know, I thought the flower-eating thing was a Holland thing, but apparently it's a Spain thing. Um, hmm. Bald Bull, the incredibly angry Turkish man. Yes. You know, Turkish people, famously fiery tempers and famously bald. Um, <laughs> uh, King Hippo. Uh, he's fat. Oh yeah, nothing racist about, like, obesity epidemics in the South Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> you know, guys from mysterious South Pacific islands of uh, indeterminate origin. You know, nope. Nothing racist there. You know, or racist about punching a fat guy so hard that he can't get up. Um, so is, is he possibly Samoan, maybe? or? Well, his coloring's all wrong. You know. Oh, it'd be so, yeah, that's right. It'd be so cool pale? now. Man, if they made a if they made a new Punch Out or like a Punch Out movie, and they got The Rock to play King Hippo, like just as a surprise, that'd be the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> like everybody thinks they know, like a giant prosthetic fat suit. That's what I'm saying. He, everybody thinks they know what's coming. Like, and then it's the you know, it's like, man, that guy looks like The Rock, and then he rips off the fat suit and reveals that he's actually The Rock, and it's a really difficult fight. Like. <laughs> That would so be comes, shit. He comes in in like a giant robe and looks all fat, and he takes off the robe, and the robe is just extra padded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! King Hippo's been P ninety X in or some shit. He's Jack now. Um, oh, how could we forget? Um, Great Tiger from India practicing magic and yep. sorcery. Yeah, nothing racist about that. He's got a magic turban that lets him teleport around the stage. You know. And a tiger rug in his corner? Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. If, uh, you know, maybe if he would have spoken out loud, we could have gotten, like, some of that Simpsons side controversy. Like, if he's, if they made Great Tiger and he sounded like Apu, then you got yourself a problem. But as it stands, I mean, you know, we all know that people from India can teleport. It's, you know, <laughs> it's not racist, I, I would it's like, fact. I would like to officially petition to title the episode The Problem with Great Tiger. 
that's a very good idea. Thank you, David. Yeah. Um, and then, um, shit, you know, Super Macho Man, what's the problem there? He bounces his boobies around before the fight. He's, you know, just like a California bodybuilding guy. Like, I see no problem with that. That's America through and through, baby. Um... It, Mr. It Sandman. Unrealistic, it sets unrealistic standards for male beauty, John. <laughs> it's it, it set for me, for from a young age, unrealistic standards of what I can do by flexing my pectoral muscles. I can never bounce <laughs> them boobies just like uh, Super Macho Man. I, I always wanted to. <sighs> I gotta hit the gym. Um, <laughs> and, and what's wrong with Mr. Sandman? Hmm? Nothing. It's just a dude from Philly. He's gonna beat the shit out of you. Like, <laughs> cool. Oh, is it that Sandman? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's he comes? He comes down to the ring smoking a cigarette, and then he smashes a beer can into his head, and then he fights you. Is that Sandman? Man, um, you said reference... Philly, and isn't that where ECW came out? Oh shit! Is it? You know, I was wondering what wrestler we were referring to. I'm like, that sounds badass. I hope there's a wrestler that's just like Mr. Sandman. <laughs> um, yeah. You know. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't see a problem here. You know, um, till you get to that Mike Tyson, man. That's there's your real problem. Like, it was a game starring Mike Tyson. I don't know how this guy's. How has Mike Tyson gotten a pass? Like, <laughs> he kind of has. He's been. In why is he like a folksy comedic movie star now instead of being like a complete social pariah? Like, doesn't uh, he have a cartoon on Adult Swim? He does. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's but got those super- great appearances in the Hangover movies. Everybody fucking loves him. <laughs> yeah, and on Adult Swim, like honestly, I feel like anyone can get a show on Adult Swim. Like you just have to throw them an idea, and they'll do it. Like yeah. so, that's more yeah, on, Adult that on Adult Swim. <laughs> Dude, yeah, that that's the thing. I think we need to work on the game that tune for Adult Swim. That you know, Ooh. can we get the show down to like fifteen minutes a week? <laughs> yeah, no, no, no see, problem. It's, it's, <laughs> Dave, you can try it. Game that tune animated on Adult Swim. Dude, you know, going on Adult Swim standard of animation, we could probably fucking do that. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) All you have to do is pledge $5, and we can probably make that happen. Yeah, exactly. The 12-ounce mouse version of Game That Tune. Just fucking (laughs) notebook paper drawings of all of us listening to video game music. Sold. (laughs) Home movies, but with our audio. Yes. Yeah, we really need to get after that Adult Swim crowd, that Rick and Morty audience, you know, that uh, that Mike Tyson cartoon watching audience, which apparently is a thing. I don't know, man. No, uh, yeah, maybe it's just because this game came out when we were so young that we didn't recognize everything as being offensive. But like, you know, I don't know. Some of this stuff is terribly offensive. So, you know, other parts of it, it's just like, well. Isn't Japan just kind of weird like that? Like, there's, you know, it's like there's you're a, not wrong, but <laughs> there's a fine line between like tongue-in-cheek stereotype and racist caricature, and Punch Out kind of bounces back and forth. Yes, they do quite frequently and repeatedly. So you know, I still love it. It's uh, it's a fairly fun game to bust out every now and then, but uh. It's, yeah. It's like... Oh, no, it's, it's, it's one of the best NES games made. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a total it, blast. It's brilliant because it's really a puzzle game disguised as a sports game. Yes. And, Go like, on. that's... G- like, I don't know if any other games have really done that. They're, you know, like, you don't have any games that look like a sports game, but you're really just solving a puzzle. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I guess if there were that, you would play a lot more sports games. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
It suddenly <laughs> just occurred to me, we should probably let Johnny talk about the game he picked, because he's barely said a word. <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, One. Man. Yeah. David, one. When do I ever really talk about the game that I pick? You guys usually Yeah, but you've actually played Punch-Out! I was gonna say, yeah, that, that's the real question. Has Johnny played Punch-Out? Like, yeah. let's be real. <laughs> Did you ever beat it? No, I've never beaten oh. it. Gotcha, uh, good. My favorite memory of Punch-Out is losing to the second or third fighter all the time, always. <laughs> like, I'm really bad at it. Yeah. Couldn't handle the Kaiser? <laughs> no. It's <laughs> awesome. I don't know, man. I was really proud of myself for getting past uh, Glass Joe, you know, or um, or Glass Jaw. What's that first guy's name, the Frenchman? It's Glass Joe. Glass Joe. You had it. Glass Joe. Okay, I was right. And, Philip um, Glass. And our chat is mentioning that people speedrun it blindfolded, which makes you feel even more terrible about never getting past like the second <laughs> guy. Like, wow. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so maybe they shouldn't make sports games into puzzle games, because, uh, yeah, you're not really there. <laughs> um, you know, maybe, Johnny, maybe you should try actual sports games. <laughs> like, <laughs> did you ever think about that? <laughs> you know, every time I play Madden with friends, I actually do tend to win a lot, and I think it's because I really don't understand what I'm doing. Yeah, and so they they you know pick the right defensive positions or whatever they are you know mm -hmm. I I really don't know any of this and I just you know I just go and yeah. I feel like that somehow I break like I'm breaking the rules in some way like I'm breaking not not the rules but like the social rules like there's things you're not supposed to do in a football game and I do them because I have no yeah, idea like what you're the not fuck supposed I'm to just keep throwing the hail mary and like <laughs> running deep posts and yeah. You know. Go for forward on fourth down constantly. Yeah. yeah. NFL Blitz, dog dog hook is the best play. Yeah. I still don't understand what it is, but nobody ever picks it for some reason. But every time I pick it, I win. <laughs> there are certain things you're not supposed to do when playing a football game, like disconnect the other player's controller. I do it all the time. <laughs> you're really not supposed to shit on the forward from the TV, but every time I do it, I win. <laughs> What? I don't play a lot of sports, though, man, so, you know, who knows? <laughs> you know, I just act oblivious to the whole thing. Is is that not the Statue of Liberty play? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Shit on the floor? floor? You're looking one way, and I'm still playing the game. <laughs> but yeah, um... <laughs> while, you're busy, while you're busy watching me shit on the floor, I'm beating your ass. <laughs> That's the way oh it's done, man. Oh my god, what are you doing? I'm <laughs> scoring a touchdown. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, winning. Use your You're going to have to clean that up. Oh, I'm cleaning it up, all right. <laughs> so anyway, um, shitting on the floor doesn't work to distract anybody and punch it <laughs> That's a very controversial way to play sports games. Hot take. <laughs> <sighs> or is that a... That a hot make. Um. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, John. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, you can't shit on the floor to get out of punch out, so I think we should just move on to game two. <laughs> game two.
So uh, the game's subtitle is a reference to an 1883 poem written by Emma Lazarus. The poem was written to raise money for the construction of the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty.
Well, that fade out should have given you plenty of time to think about it. So, nobody's talking. Yeah, some answers? Nobody's showing answers. Right. Uh, let's see, Johnny says Wolfenstein 2. David and Jesse say Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, man. It's a hat trick. Shit, yeah, man. Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Johnny, did you really not Google that poem? Uh, you're not supposed to ask me that question. We signed an agreement before we started tonight's episode that you would not ask me questions like this. Yeah. Don't ask That's John how he gets the answers right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's okay, John. I know you probably checked the game that tune messages on Twitter. Uh, this is our fan request for the evening. This comes to us from former John Regan co-worker and sometimes game that tune requester, uh, Rachel Frazier, at Rach Frazier on Twitter. Oh, and, hey, uh, yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> I figured that's how you knew. <laughs> so, um, she like text you. Yeah, exactly. Johnny, it's Rachel. We haven't talked in a while, but I'm requesting Wolfenstein too. Hope you're well. Bye. Like, <laughs> uh, I would kill for interactions like that with people I used to work with. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So um, I'm betting that none of us have yet played Wolfenstein too, except Johnny, ten thousand PlayStation 4's Regan. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for the Switch port. I really want to play this game. Yeah, I'm super man. excited for it. I'm so excited that it's coming out for Switch. I'm really glad that uh, companies are jumping on board with that. <laughs> like, um, I'm glad that Doom yeah. did so well that apparently like, okay, well, maybe we could put more shooters on this because I love my Switch and I love playing games on my Switch, but one day I was holding my Switch and thinking I really wish I could shoot Nazis on this. <laughs> yes, exactly, David, and what a controversial statement for you to make. You know, One day I was um, holding my Switch wow. and I thought, man, I wish this was a gun. This Switch would be a lot better if, it, if the Nazis had won World War II. Am I right, folks? Um, no. So um, That's a controversial statement. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, I, I'm glad that we got this request, mostly because of the fucking soundtrack. Uh, it's uh, composed by Mick Gordon, and I believe mm. the other guy who composes Martin Stig Anderson. It's dope-ass soundtrack, um, and you know, always love using these guys uh, on the show. But, you know, there shouldn't be a controversy surrounding this game, right? Like, if anything, the controversy should be, like, uh, the reductive one that they had in the 90s. Like, it's too violent. There's blood and guts and stuff. Instead, it's, uh, they marketed it on the back of, you know, real-world violence towards Nazis. You shouldn't encourage people to punch Nazis. Like, hold up. Yes, man. that's you hmm. should. That's a difficult controversy to swallow. <laughs> like, I love, um, so I forget who, but somebody was interviewing either the director or the producer or somebody involved with the game. They're like, you know, do you, do you feel bad about or... or are you hesitant about marketing this game, you know, getting into, like, these political issues and all that? It's like, no, I, I don't feel bad. The game is about yeah. killing Nazis. You should kill Nazis, period. This is not yeah. controversial. Exactly. It's really not. You know, the, uh, you know, I believe the controversy comes from a disingenuous uh, internet-based and uh, ridiculous source. Uh, I don't think there's anybody out there that's actually offended by this. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's just Wolfenstein. You know, well, it's, real uh, Nazis you know. are, but that's the problem is that they're real Nazis. I have no, I, I, 
I am not upset by real Nazis being offended by anything I do. You know what I mean? Like, right. fuck them. Yes. Yeah. That would be an apt, <laughs> apt assessment. Yes. You know, if you've offended a Nazi, you've done, you know, something good. Like, yeah, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unless you're, like, just telling really bad jokes or something, the Nazi's like, well, man, come on. Like, <laughs> that ain't cool. You know. But, uh, no, if, if a Nazi's offended by violent imagery towards Nazis, you know... Yeah, sorry, man. That's the world that we've lived in for... Hold on, when was World War II over? 73 years ago? Have you not, you know, consumed media in the last 73 years? Killing Nazis is good for business, man. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was amazed, like, oh, I don't know, this game's kind of got a bit of a controversy and all that. It's about shooting Nazis. That's what first-person shooters have been about since we've had first-person shooters. Yeah. You know. Yeah, every Wolfenstein has yeah. been about that. Like, they've had Wolfenstein since the early 90s. Right. And so and, that's all been killing Nazis. And, I mean, and like David was saying, like, Wolfenstein literally invented the first person shooter. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty, uh, pretty OG. <laughs> you know, so there, I mean, there really shouldn't be a controversy around this. Wasn't, like, the first boss of Castle Wolfenstein Mecha Hitler that you had to blow up? Like, this... Yeah. And, you know, like, there's there's some things in video games that make me feel bad, but you know what never makes me feel bad? Killing Hitler. That's, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. I was gonna say, this one could even be controversial, because instead of, like, robot Hitler, it's got actual Hitler, like... You know, it's got a really nicely, you know, HD you know, rendition of Hitler. Like, it's an alternate timeline where Nazis won and took over America. So, like, Hitler's still there. You know, that could be controversial to some. People don't really want to see, you know, actual Hitler. Robot Hitler is, you know, fun and folksy and you kill him and it's great. But, you know, <laughs> like... <laughs> Hitler being alive. <laughs> That's uh, well, okay, that so would be I controversial mean, for Hitler some. Hitler being alive. That is unsettling. Hitler, Hitler. That's yeah, a big exactly. lie. <laughs> yeah, Hitler, Hitler the man. being alive. Whoa. You know, Hitler, Hitler the robot. Be, Hitler being Hitler alive, not robot. great. But <laughs> I, wish, I wish that was a TV show. New Adult Swim show. Hitler the robot. Oh, the adventures of Mike Tyson and Hitler the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Episode one of Game That Tune Animated coming soon. John, you're trying to say something. I, I can see people being upset, like, well, Hitler should be alive. You're like, well, that's right, and that's why you kill him in the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that you kill him. Like, that's the thing. I haven't played Wolfenstein 2, but I assume that once, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, what's like that rule of, uh, you know, like storytelling? Like, if you show a gun in Act 1, it's going to get fired, and, you know, by the end of the thing, like, if oh, you show uh, living. Yeah, if you show living Hitler at some point in the game, <laughs> you're probably gonna blow him away at some point in the game. <laughs> see, that's, see, this just this just makes me more excited and hyped to play this game because originally it's like it's a game about shooting Nazis. Fuck yeah, I want that. And then you're talking about yeah, the game contains actual Hitler and high dev <laughs> graphics. Wait, do I get to shoot actual Hitler? I need this game now. <laughs> okay, so imagine if there's a console so advanced. You got to shoot actual Hitler. Like, got you managed to create a time, time vortex, <laughs> and Hitler appears before you, and you get to shoot him. Oh. You get to be in that bunker. Oh, no, that's cathartic. That <laughs> um, I would pull a John Regan and buy four of that console. <laughs> exactly. So we could all do it together. Oh, game that tune. New Patreon goal. 
time traveling switches. Yeah. <laughs> Travel back in time and murder Hitler together. I would Hitler. love to do live that. On Saturday, today we're live streaming the murder of Hitler. <laughs> today we're live streaming Honestly, our time travel right. adventure to kill Hitler. Honestly, I can't. I cannot think of a better bachelor party idea. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a wonderful oh. movie. That'd be so it's like good. The like over, but with time travel. <laughs> that fucking that you know that time travel danger story. The sound of thunder, like. To contain all that, you know, like, r- reduce the chance of the butterfly effect, the only thing you can do time traveling is go back and kill Hitler, and somebody opens a great business for that. <laughs> like, I rented a party bus, I got a couple of, you know, a bu- got a bunch of cases of beer, we're gonna hit the time travel place and kill Hitler, and then we're going out to a nice steak dinner, man, and it's gonna be a killer bachelor party. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, tight. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> It's the only God, thing. It's the amazing. only thing anybody wants to do with time travel. <laughs> that God. actually, like, because if you there's the the theory of like the multiverse, every decision creates an alternate universe. Like, so there are technically in- infinite universes. Using time travel, you could give every single person the option to go to that moment and be Bingo. that person that shoots Hitler. Yep. Oh, exactly. How many alternate universes are there out there with a Hitler that hasn't been killed by somebody from 2018? We need to find all of them and travel to all of them and utilize a, our time-traveling Nintendo Switch to go back and a, kill Hitler. It is a great business model. I can't think of anything better than high-fiving your friends after you've all killed Hitler. Like, <laughs> all right, man, it's my turn. Are you sure it's going to be just as cool as you said? Oh, man, it's totally worth the $500 you know we had to pay. I mean, <laughs> I mean you have to sign a waiver because it could get dicey, you know. He yeah. does have that, that, that Luger with him, but if you can get that shot off, oh, boy, it's a food's better than fucking, I tell you what. <laughs> I, I love the idea of just, like, some guy, some random worker opening up, like, a giant, like, closet of just all sorts of weapons like going into laser tag is just what do you want you want a future plasma rifle to shoot hitler do you want a musket to shoot hitler do you want a shotgun how are you shooting hitler today (laughs) choose your weapon well i don't know because i feel like if you use like a plasma weapon or something like you know the scientists and stuff would be like what the hell is this uh let's you know because there's going to be some residue. You you got to use this this era. You know you don't want to fuck anything up. Oh yeah, absolutely no. You know I was hoping that it would be like, you know, if we're going all four together, I'm hoping it's a gun with four triggers that we can all pull together to shoot it. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, there you go. Like a really big gun that we all have to shoot together. It's just somehow like got four triggers. <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's just a like a revolver, but four revolvers glued together, so we all hold it and pull one trigger at once. Yeah, the old quad gun. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to Dire Crow in the chat who says the power of friendship gun. <laughs> uh, the, the power of friendship should always be wielded to kill Hitler. It's really the best use possible of the power of friendship. <laughs> Yeah, really, um, quad-wielding the power of friendship is the way uh, to go. Hell yeah. But yeah, so uh, the new Wolfenstein looks fucking dope, and I'm glad it's coming out on Switch. I haven't played it yet, and I want to, and I want to support it on Switch. So, uh, I believe it comes out in June. Um, you know, that'll be a fun game to play in front of my infant son or daughter. <laughs> um, hey, can't yeah, wait. Never too early to teach them, you gotta shoot Hitler. 
Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say, like, you know, setting the violence aside, it's a good lesson to get into them as a baby. <laughs> you know, killing Nazis is fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, you know, uh, thank you, uh, Rachel, for the request. Great tunes. Mild controversy on this one. And, uh, you know, guys, unless we want to travel back in time and do this whole segment again, uh, I think we should just keep on going to game three. Game
Before its release, the game was denounced by Washington state politicians for its similarity to the real-life 1999 World Trade Organization riots and protests in Seattle, which caused $3 million in damages. one because yeah, I was just on this Wikipedia article today. Yeah, really? Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of controversial yeah. Games if you Wikipedia? think we're not all playing the, this episode with the Wikipedia list of controversial video <laughs> games pulled up, uh, you've just <laughs> found out you're wrong. Everyone uh, picks State of Emergency, which is correct. <laughs> Everyone control F to Seattle. <laughs> No, no, I, in fairness, I at least scrolled down past 1999 and started at least reading the entries, and it's like, oh, there it is. That was easy. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Wikipedia. I, I actually remember hearing about this game, and I remember the controversy. And so when the trivia was there, I was like, wait, riots in Seattle? Why does that sound familiar? There was a game about that. Like, oh, yeah, this one. That's what this was about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, man, you know, I've passed by that game so many times and never played it, uh, so what's the deal with State of Emergency, Jesse? <laughs> well, I was pretty excited about this game. Uh, it was on the heels of uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, I believe, so I was really excited about Rockstar games, and this was a Rockstar game. I remember pre-ordering it, I remember getting home, and playing it, and then just being kind of like, ugh. So that's what this game is. And like, I remember reading about it and being really excited for some reason. Like, you get a riot. Like, it's basically a beat-em-up where you can beat everybody up, like even civilians and stuff. So you just go around, like, punching cops and, and breaking, like, windows and, you know, causing destruction. And every now and then you, like, fight bosses and stuff. And it gets really, really repetitive. And there's only four, like like levels that you can play on and you, there's like a whole bunch of missions so like you go back to the same levels and stuff mm. so like I mean if like someone just hand you a controller and you play it for 10 minutes you'd be like oh this is kind of fun but it's not a game you would want to invest money in I don't think right so the controversy is that it's just it's a rockstar game and you know usual early 2000s rockstar violence controversy or pretty much it was you know this game is about causing riots, and uh, we just had some real life riots in you know, Seattle, and we don't want to have video games that do that. Oh, please. <laughs> uh, without researching it at all, I'm sure all those people had plenty of good reasons to cause that riot. Um, and now here's Hot the part take. where I've edited myself in after learning about the Seattle World Trade Organization riots. I'm very sorry to the people of Seattle. <laughs> um, no, you know, I don't know anything about that controversy. <laughs> but uh, you know what's controversial to me is that the game would suck. You know, It's one thing to make a controversial game and have it be a really good, fun game. It's another thing to make a controversial game and have it just suck ass. Look at you, Manhunt 2. What's your problem? Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, better or worse than Manhunt 2? How many testicles do you cut off in this game? I only played Manhunt 1, so... Ooh, you got off light, man. Manhunt yeah. 2 was gross. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it was disgusting. Uh, and not very much fun, either. <laughs> so, um... Yeah. I can't believe they made a sequel to this game. There's a State of Emergency 2. That oh, really? Really? 2006. That's crazy. Hmm. Wow, and looking at the cover, there's nothing offensive about that game. You know, that looks like <laughs> a perfectly... Not in any way stereotypical or caricature drawing of, uh, you know, like a gangster guy. Yeah. So, yeah, Save Emergency 2, probably just fine. Um. <laughs> Whoa, okay, I sorry, I just had to uh, do an image search for the State of Emergency 2 box art, and... Wow. Yeah, that, that would almost be possibly my controversy. Like, you can't publish a game with that as the box art anymore. Like, um, no. <laughs> just, just going with no. You know, I don't know if they're going after, like, black people or Mexican people with this uh, remarkably thuggish stereotype thing, but uh, I'm just going with no. <laughs> like, just can't do that anymore. <laughs> um, I don't know what else to say. The do-rag covers his eyes. He looks so angry. You know, all those tattoos on his stomach and the gun, it's, uh, yeah, it's mid-2000s, all right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, remember oh, it's being, pretty bad. He received being, unfavorable reviews. <laughs> this is peak, like, edgy equals cool, you know? This is Shadow the Hedgehog, but as State yeah. of Emergency 2. 
Right. Yeah. See, Shadow gets off easy because he's a hedgehog. You know, this yeah. is a you know caricature of a person, and therefore it's offensive. Shadow mm. is offensive on a whole different level. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's uh, just like disrespectful. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> disrespectful to like all of existence. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's Waluigi esque. Uh, <laughs> just you know, just don't. But uh, yeah, no. State of emergency appears to be offensive in that. Uh, yeah, just you know, trying to be really edgy and offensive kind of way, and so I bet you it fails at, at that, and you know, at uh, being a decent game worth playing. You know, I'm glad that Rockstar eventually got their act together and made some games that were, you know, edgy and controversial, but also very fun to play. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I love Grand Theft Auto V, but uh, really didn't need to have that whole scene where you're torturing somebody. You know, that was uh, kind of over the top, but that game's really fucking great. So, you know. I, uh, I push through it. I don't think there's anything worth pushing through in state of emergency. Jesus. Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. Um, yeah, so, I don't know, man. What else, uh, you know, anything else on, like, state of emergency or the offensiveness of, uh, like, That's old Rockstar it, games in general? <laughs> I mean, there the Rockstar games always are pushing the envelope. I mean, even from, you know, the hot coffee Thing. That was dumb. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm holding out hope that David picked hot coffee. Just that part. You know, oh, just the music gosh. that plays during hot coffee. <laughs> not, not is the rest there of, music? I don't think it's there just is. bad, bad sex audio. It's. I don't think there is any music. Because yeah. the video is just unsettling. Oh, it's, dude, it's that is not it's the least sexy sex of all tr- time. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Rockstar really like to try and push these things, but yeah, like you know, man, I'm glad they like you know thought better of that and attempted to patch hot coffee out of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas because it's like this could ruin us. Like this is a really bad idea, isn't it? Like yeah, this yeah, is not it is. it's not good that in not any way, is it? Which one of the games has the uh, the hooker that says your pre cam tastes so good? That would be, I believe, Grand Theft Auto Five. Um, okay. <laughs> I can't remember who said it, but they're like, you know, if you ever see a parent attempting to buy Grand Theft Auto V, pull out your phone, find that video, and play it for them, and send them home. Like, no parent should be buying Grand Theft Auto V for a child if they can find a, you know, a hooker and have her talk about pre-cum tasting delicious. Bad idea. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, and I was a little disappointed in myself. I was looking back through that controversial (laughs) games list, and I got to uh, Bully. I'm like, damn it, I should have picked Bully. I fucking yeah. love that game. <laughs> like, you know, that one was a pretty lame-ass controversy. Because it's like, oh, you know, Rockstar's encouraging bullying. And, you know, Columbine and school shootings. It's like, no, 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 no. This isn't a fucking... There's no guns in this game. You know, there's barely even a bullying element to the game. It's just a guy at a fucking boarding school getting in fistfights and being a kid. It's actually a really fun fucking game. So was wasn't there also like a thing where I guess can you kiss another boy? Oh, yeah. say, can you kiss a like, boy in that uh, game? And everybody yeah, flipped their shit. Like that. Somebody flipped their shit. I think that comes from the same disingenuous uh, group as the you know the anti-Nazi punching people. It's like I'm so offended that you can kiss a boy. Don't play the game then. Big fucking deal. <laughs> like, hey, okay, hey, yeah. listen, guys. <laughs> I have a great bachelor party idea. You all go out and kiss the boy together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Which boy? I'm, I'm hoping you mean yeah, just, like an, an adult boy. I have two questions: Which boy, and where do you kiss him? Game four. 
So, it is possible to get a game over during this game's closing credits. Finishing the game under certain conditions will grant a flying power-up that you can collect. If you collect it and continue flying, it's possible to get enough height to bypass the top boundary of the screen, thus resulting in a game over. It helps at all I went the kind of, like, personal controversy story route. Oh, I, I figured that out once the last song started playing. <laughs> you know, then it was just a matter of remembering things David finds personally offensive. <laughs> so, um, John Regan says Mario Party 8, which is incorrect. Jesse Moore says Custer's Revenge, which is incorrect. It's close. And John Harrington has the correct answer of Super Mario Galaxy 2. Oh, yeah, David. So, so Dave, are you saying you don't find Custer's Revenge incredibly offensive? Yeah, there's your hot take. <laughs> <laughs> so, before the days of Game That Tune, um, I had another podcast with some friends here in Chicago, and we did an episode about video game sequels, the good ones and the bad ones, and I made the bold claim that Super Mario Galaxy 2 is not a good sequel. It's a good... Hot take. <laughs> it's a good game, but it's not a good sequel. Um, my friend who ran like all of the emailing and website stuff... Uh, messaged me the very next day that that episode went live 
and started forwarding me emails. Apparently, that's not a popular opinion, and people tore me a new one. I caught so much shit for this, but I stand by my statement. Yeah, I'm so offended by your statement that I'm not gonna tear you a new one. I'm just gonna let you have it, man. What do you What do you got to say about Super Mario Galaxy 2, one of the most fun games of all time, and how it's not actually a good sequel? Not enough storybook for you? Well, see, here's the thing. Super Mario Galaxy 1 is a great game, but it's not perfect. It has its issues. Then along comes Super Mario Galaxy 2, and it doesn't fix any of those issues. Mario Galaxy Hub World, kind of empty and boring. Do you want a better Hub World? Tough shit, we're gonna give you a level select. Hey, all the power-ups in Mario Galaxy are super fun, but you can only use them like a little bit. I wish you could use them more. Oh, you like power-ups? Who will give you even more, but you can't use them in hardly any levels? Got anything else? I was sitting here like, I was waiting for somebody else to jump in. Is this literally just my soapbox time? Clearly it, it is. You know, I told you I'm not going to lay into you, man. I, I, I will if you want me to, but, you know, the, go for the it. The story that you had Rosalina's storybook, which was this really bittersweet, touching story and like an actual story in a Mario game, but it was like tucked away in the background. The main story is just, hey, Bowser kidnaps Peach, go get her. It's like, why can't you have like, why can't you do the, the deeper, like more emotional stories, like the main context of the game? Oh, story, we got rid of all of that. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is literally the exact same story. The the end of Mario Galaxy, spoilers, there's a black hole, it restarts time. Galaxy 2 starts the same way. It is the exact same story. Nice. That's kind of a cop out. Might as well be a dream. Exactly. I one of one of the trivia facts that I found while looking this up is the internal disc ID is literally titled Super Mario Galaxy More. Like this, <laughs> this isn't a sequel, it's a fucking expansion pack. It's a, it's a really well done expansion pack, all the levels are great, it's a lot of fun, but it's a really shitty sequel, because they don't build on anything, they don't add anything to it, it's just more of the same, give <sighs> us $60. So, here's my th thing, though. here's my hot take. I don't remember ever giving a shit about the story in any Mario game ever. Hit like the button. <laughs> hot take. Like Mario right. 1, I just care about trying to beat another 10 minutes. Mario 2, I just care about trying to beat it, period. It's kind of hard. Mario 3, I just care about trying to beat it with warp whistles, without warp whistles. And Mario World, I was just want to beat was every Mario, Was Mario 3 all a dream or all a play? Doesn't fucking matter. It's Mario 3. Yeah. It's fantastic. Don't give a shit. It's a, it's a fun game. I enjoy it. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I never gave a shit about story in Mario games until Super Mario Galaxy. And then here comes a game package, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Like, oh, I can't wait to see what they do. It's the same shit over again. And I was so into the hype. I bought this game the day it came out. I was incredibly excited. There were three there were three of us, two co-workers of mine. All of us had the game. We were competing to see how many stars we got. Mario Galaxy is a game I 100%ed. I got like 60 stars into this game. It's like, yeah, I'm done. Okay, but you say same shit like the shit isn't high quality shit. You know, like it's uh... no, I mean the the story. It is it's the same story. Identical. Exactly. Okay, so it sounds like Mario Galaxy skewed your expectation of Mario games by making you expect a story-driven fucking game for some reason in Mario. 
and suddenly that's what caused future Mario games to, you know, or at least this Mario game to not be as good as the last one. That's well, absurd. It's no, not just the story. It's the, like, the hub world sucks. I want a better hub world. We're going to give you a level select. They it's fixed the hub world by doing away with it. You know, there's yes, no hub world anymore. Yes, but I didn't anymore. want no hub world. I wanted a good hub world. Yeah, see, I like getting down to business. I disagree Mario with Galaxy, everybody. Mario Galaxy 2 is like Mega Man 5. It's a great game, but when you compare it to everything everything else, like it doesn't really do anything different or new. So... I disagree with John. I think David is not off base because, like, Super Mario Gaps came out with kind of a new take on how to do a Mario game by having, like, some story-driven parts to it. And then when they come out with a sequel to it, and it's, you know, but there's nothing new, you know, and the previous game introduced new concepts, like, that's totally understandable. You were like, okay, yeah, this last, this last game brought in some new shit, but in the next new game didn't bring in new shit. That's kind of shitty. You know what I mean? Like, yep. so I understand that. However, David, like, fuck Hub Worlds. Who gives a fuck about Hub Worlds? <laughs> like, Seriously. <laughs> I do! <laughs> um, and Super Mario Galaxy didn't introduce a new story-driven way of telling Mario, like, fucking Mario games. Super Mario Galaxy was a bunch of fun levels, and you found fucking, you occasionally unlocked a storybook page, and you could go, you know, read the fucking story if you wanted to. That game tells no story. So to be angry at the sequel for not telling more of the story, that's ridiculous. They got rid of the no, hub world, not... they got rid of the fucking story. What's the problem? It's a fun game. <laughs> I'm not saying that Mario Galaxy was this huge, epic, story-driven quest. I'm saying that there was a story element to it. It was in the background. I wish that was the foreground, because Bowser kidnapped the princess, go get her. I've seen that. I want to see something different. Mario Galaxy hinted at that. Mario Galaxy 2 is maybe going to go that... Oh, no. It's the same... Bowser kidnapped the princess, go get her. All over you know again. What, you know what happened when they tried to, you know, diverge from that? You got Super Mario Sunshine. And everybody hated that. So, you know. Well, you know what you also get? You also get Super Mario RPG, which is amazing. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. So, it's not necessarily a right or wrong so, answer on, like, So, wait, John, are you be... saying that there are adjacent games to the Mario main series that have stories and great elements to them, and maybe the, uh, the core Mario platforming games don't need a, a, a driving story? Is that what you're saying, John? Well, okay, so, one, I don't quite understand what you're saying, because as far as I'm concerned, Super Mario RPG is a main series game. Alright. <laughs> it's clearly not. It's, it's, yeah. What about, like, the uh, Mario and Luigi games, or, like, the uh, Paper Mario games? Yeah, all main all series. Fun stories. So, to, to counter your point, John, and to go along with your point, are you saying that you never want anything in a Mario game to expand, or you don't want to add anything new, you never want a story added in, you never want a new hub world, you just want better levels in every game, and that's it? I mean, I, I, if I have to stand on that soapbox, yeah, I think that'd be the preferable thing. Super Mario, you know, Odyssey didn't have a fucking, like, awesome hub world. You just went from world to world, and it was a blast. You had a lot of fun. And it told the story through playing the game. You had to chase down the wedding planning rabbits and steal and try and stop them from getting the items. And yes, then, uh, and I would have liked... I liked that. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed having slightly more story in the Mario game. Mario Galaxy 2 didn't fucking do that. Yeah, but neither did Galaxy. That's what I'm saying. They just fucking put a story there for you to read. Like, <laughs> yes, it had more story. It was in the background. I wanted that background element in the foreground, like I it is an in Odyssey. 
go back and play Super Mario Galaxy 2 and read some fan fiction while you do it. You know, same oh, difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but why do I have to go out of my way to find something that was already in the game before this that the sequel isn't fucking doing? I'm Mario not Maker. saying Mario Galaxy 2 is a bad game. It's a great game. It just doesn't compare to the first one. It's not as good. I, and apparently man, that's a controversial statement yeah, because I, I do many think... people told me I was a fucking idiot who had my head up my ass and didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> I do think David hit the nail on the fucking head for controversy in this episode. <laughs> you see, I'm he brought an advocate here. I like both games a lot. Yeah. My hot take is, you know, seriously, Mario games don't need much of a story, or if they do, I like it incorporated into the gameplay. That's, you know, that's the long I, and short of it. So do I. I. Galaxy 2 didn't do that. It pissed me David. off. Yeah, but Galaxy didn't David. either. <laughs> no! I should remake Galaxy 2 with Mario Maker and add all the story bits you want. And every time you finish a level, Rosalina should come down and tell you some tragic backstory. And then, you know, you'll be happy. It'll be great. I don't think Mario games necessarily need a lot of story, but I do understand David's frustration at getting a game with some story thrown in, and then getting the next game with like just it's like nothing new, you know? Like that that's that's kind of, that is a little bit shitty. Maybe if they called it a different game title, maybe if they named it Super Mario Galaxian, that would be fine. I mean, <laughs> so you don't have my, the same my whole original point was this game is a level expansion to the point where that's what it was when they were developing it. And then they mm. named it a sequel, and I thought that was a bad thing to do. And then everybody told me I was full of shit. Hence the controversy and why I chose this game. Well, I don't like dredging up controversies from your past podcast life. But, uh, you know, everybody that emailed you, you know, they might have been overreacting a little bit, but they weren't far off base. You know, it's it's a good level expansion, and you're odd to uh, to want some kind of crazy story added. You know, added into the game. They told the story they wanted to tell. They clearly weren't planning on telling any more of it because they had all these extra levels left over. What's the problem? Fine. Let's not focus on the story. Let's focus on the power-ups. Instead of adding more levels where you get to use fun and creative power-ups like the Bee Mushroom and the Boo Mushroom, they just gave you more power-ups and less levels to use them in. You had an awesome flying power-up in Mario Galaxy that was only in the hub world. Why can't I use this in the fucking actual game? Oh, no, you can be a rock instead. Uh, what? Uh, the rock was dope, for the record. You know, rolling around like a rock, you know, like a fucking Goron was pretty fun. And you can't use a flying power-up in Super Mario Galaxy, it would literally break the game. You know. Unless they made levels specifically for it, like they made levels specifically for riding on a manta ray and being blown away in a bubble and holding on to giant daffodils and shit. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. That's what they did with Mario Galaxy 2. They made a bunch of levels with new power-ups and new mechanics, and it was fun. You know, but they didn't use know. the original power-ups as well as they could have. They could have added more, and they didn't do it. I made so, a point to go through. They completely cut out the ice flower, and there is one one level in the game that uses the boo mushroom. I think there's two that uses the bee mushroom. Hell, you only get the drill in like two levels and it's the brand new power-up. Well, right. question, 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 question. What's your take on the fact that in Super Mario 3 you only get Karibo Shoe in one level? I don't mind that that's, because that's it's a unique shitty. element to that one level, kind of like the Angry Suns. Plus, you get multiple new power-ups that you can use in any level. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
That's fair. But, That's fair. Yeah, that is. But like, I'm, what I'm saying is, Super Mario Galaxy was super fun, and it doesn't matter that it didn't use the previous game's items all that well. They introduced some new stuff. They tried out some, you know, they had different levels to, you know, play around in. I, I you know, I don't really understand, you know, much of what your controversy is. It just sounds like it's, you know, problem of expectations to me. I think that a sequel should be better than the game that came before it. I don't think Mario that Galaxy hardly 2 ever was. proves true. <laughs> <laughs> Have you played video games? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. I mean, especially sequels in the same console generation. Like, sequels across, you know, like, sequels in general, they do improve mechanically over their predecessors. But, like, no, they're not usually, you know, any better or better games. I mean, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, any sequels where I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the one that, you know, just, like, fucking took it to the top. You know, I mean, I guess you would say Super Mario Brothers 3. You know, uh, say so was Mario three better than Mario one? Was Mario World better than Mario three? Was hey, Mario sixty four better than no. Mario World? Well, hold you're, on, see, hold you're on. talking about fucking yes. console generations now. Of course they're hold better on. because Super okay, Mario compare World three to two or one. Yeah, Example. I just I just fucking cop to that genius. <laughs> is is Donkey Kong Country three better than Donkey Kong Country one? God no. No. <laughs> <laughs> is Donkey Kong Country 2 better than 1? Questionable. Yes. <laughs> Easily. I, yeah, I'd say yes. You know. Mega Man 2. Way better than 1. But Like tons. Really just, I mean, so, Mega Man 2 really is just a level expansion of Mega Man 1. No, I do think... Same mechanics. You... New power-ups. Man. Well, then Mega Man 3, because then you can charge your buster and slide. Bingo. Mega Man 3 is the best. I don't want this episode of Game That Tune to be the episode that destroys the show. I think that David has some pretty good points. I think they should have renamed Mario Galaxy 2 to something else. To Street like, Fighter 2. Because in, mean, in Mario, Mario 2 is a completely different game than Mario 1. Mario 3 is a completely different game than Mario 2. So, like, you have Super Mario Galaxy 2, and then the same game, but it's called Super Mario Galaxy, or, I'm sorry, I said that backwards, Super Mario Galaxy, and then you have the same game called Galaxy 2, you know, like, that, that's kind of lame, that, that, that's a little bit lame. I mean, Super Mario, um, Super Mario World 2 is a completely different game from Super Mario World 1, so they have a established history of their sequels being wildly different than their previous. Or they have an established games. history of having their sequels be unrelated games to the original games. <laughs> Um, hey, remember when Johnny shit on the floor? Uh, <laughs> those were the days. What was that, like five episodes ago? Are we going on or what? Game 5.
awesome. So, this game originally went by the title Brute Force when it was first pitched, and it was focused on human characters in a modern city environment. one of you gets this wrong so i get to play my special sound for the night uh-oh oh i'm definitely getting this wrong yeah a word well once you write down your guesses i'll give you another piece of trivia <laughs> all right are we allowed that? to change our answers no <laughs> no you're not okay <laughs> i know it's not this game so this game uh Deep inside its code, they discovered another working title for the uh, for the game. It was uh, Thriller Instinct. So, uh, let's oh. see. <laughs> Jesse says Hatred. David says Brute Force. John says Two Straws. That's the law. No, it's Killer Instinct for the Super NES. Um, that's perfect. I get to play this sound for all of you getting it wrong. That's the humiliation sound, guys. If you humiliate somebody in Killer Instinct, it starts the dance party. So you guys should be dancing. Yeah, you guys all have to dance because you could not identify Killer Instinct. Um, man, what a game. Did you guys play this uh, back in the day? Not really, I played no. the one on N64. Gold. Uh, you know, that one's pretty good. I had this one briefly so uh you know i don't think this game was actually all that controversial like seriously killer instinct's pretty goddamn tame right like i'm yeah, saying like, there's not even blood in this is there there's maybe some blood like i think uh i think like glacius drips you know like ice liquid and the raptor fucking has some like purple blood come out of him but like no it's a pretty bloodless uh goreless fighting game but man for some reason, and I was trying to think of why, I almost wanted to go talk to my mom about this. She <laughs> fucking latched onto this game. She did not want this in the house. <laughs> like, you know, um, we, we, uh, we had it, and I, th I think I was trying to rack my brain on why she didn't like it, and I think it literally was because of the word killer. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, uh, it was 1995, so 10 year old me shouldn't have been playing a game with the word killer in the title. That's, you know, she didn't she didn't see what the game was, so, you know, without knowing, she just ripped it out of the Super Nintendo and, like, took it away. Um, <laughs> not realizing that, like, you know, you don't really kill anybody in this game. It's not, and, and killer instinct's kind of a phrase anyway. Like, he's got that killer instinct. Like, I was really hoping you were going to say she ripped the game out of the Super Nintendo without realizing that there's an eject button for that. <laughs> oh, yeah. She, uh, she, uh, I, I definitely remember mom knowing the eject button existed because, like, it'd be like, come on, dinner's ready. And it's like, no, I just got to finish up this level. It's like, oh, no, you don't. Kapow! <laughs> and just, like, <laughs> shot the game out of the Super Nintendo. She was she was a pretty uh, pretty hip mom. She knew about the eject button. But, yeah, would, she fucking... Would you just, say she's a killer? You know, she was a pretty killer mom. But, uh, yeah, she uh, she was a little misguided on uh, on this game. I mean, I, I guess you kill people, you brutalize them a little bit, they fall off buildings and stuff, but, like... This is not like Mortal Kombat, man. This, you know, I was watching the videos of like the brutalities and ultra combos. It's like, oh yeah, this is it's pretty fucking tame. <laughs> like, Chief Thunder hit him with a thunderbolt and they fell over. Oh no! <laughs> like, you know, Spinal slapped him around with a sword and they collapsed. Like, yeah, okay, that, yep, that's a fighting game, all right. That's this is nothing. Like, up oh, Orchid showed her boobs and the other player fainted. Like, well, that's just bizarre. Um. But, yeah, I guess that could piss off a mom of a 10-year-old. Yeah, like, I really, uh, you know, my mom, she, uh, she tended to latch on some things. She, uh, she had some, you know, she had, like, a tendency to declare things satanic. She was, she's not a religious nut, but, like, she would bust out, you know, the phrase satanic as, you know, to really drive home when she didn't like something. So, you know, this and Mortal Kombat, satanic. Uh, the internet, satanic. Uh, Stewie from Family Guy, satanic. Um, you know... Yeah, yeah, is she wrong? To an extent. Um, <laughs> Have you and, been on you know, the internet? Oh, and in her never-ending quest to uh, you know keep our poor virgin eyes and ears away from things, she locked MTV out of our cable service for like five years. When we were like when we first moved to St. Augustine, she, we had all the uh, all the channels except MTV. She locked it out. So. You know what we did? We went next door and hung out with other people. <laughs> like, was, uh, you know, we just didn't spend much time at home after that. It, it was complicated. Um, but yeah, that man, my, killer instinct. What? That was my great life lesson. Like, you know, if I were to ever have kids and there's something I don't want them to be doing, I would just ask, like, okay, well, do they have friends? Yeah. Well, then they're going to do it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't a very hard uh, like workaround to watch MTV. I had next door neighbors who had kids the same age as me, so I'm gonna go over there where their parents don't care if they watch the Real World Road Rules Challenge, and I'm gonna watch the Real World Road Rules Challenge. Mom, deal with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So I mean, do we have the deal with it? Sound? I was about to say I saw no. Johnny look, and I was really hoping he was gonna pull the deal with it. Sad. I don't oh, have I that loaded up already. Wait, deal with it. There it is. That's uh, a <laughs> ten-year-old me to my mother. You know, fuck you, mom. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> there we have an episode title. <laughs> so after you tell your mom, fuck you, is that technically a hot take or no? It you know, uh, <laughs> hot take. Shoot the dog. Don't <laughs> even shoot the dog, son of a bitch. <laughs> Introduce a new sound first with no context. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, 
That's controversial. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to think of anything really that could even be like controversial. I'm trying to think of other controversial things we had back in the day. She held off on buying us the original Mortal Kombat for a while, and then I guess she learned that the SNES version had no blood, and that's when she went for it. That's controversial to me, is that the SNES Mortal Kombat sucked ass and had no blood. <laughs> like, what, you, you don't enjoy punching the sweat out of people? Oh, man. Or, you know, fucking Luke Hang's fatality of just, like, gently stick his foot in someone's chest and they die bloodlessly. <laughs> like, <laughs> foot fucks somebody's rib cage and they go, Ugh! and just, you know, fall over. <laughs> you know, you, you know what my workaround for that was? I went over to my friend's house who had a Genesis. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not complicated, Mom. I got ways. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm gonna do these things. <laughs> Punching that code, uh, Abacab. Boom. You're done. Yeah, done deal. But yeah, um, I'm trying to think of other things she didn't like because you know I love my mom, and I'm not you know, I'm not trying to put her on blast here. She just you know she liked to stand up for the things that she didn't think that kids should be playing. You know she didn't give a fuck about Goldeneye because she loved James Bond so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's you know, awesome, well, James Bond. Yeah, she's <laughs> killing bad people. Heck, it's like, cool. no, mom. I'm sorry, I'm not playing a Sean Connery Bond. Get that shit out of my house. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, it's based on Goldeneye. It's not Goldfinger. Get the fuck out. There's your controversy. <laughs> the dude from Mrs. Doubtfire. Ugh. <laughs> 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 <sighs> You know, that was a movie on regular rotation. No controversy there. Um, you know, it eventually got me ready for my parents getting a divorce. Thanks, Mrs. Doubtfire. You're a great movie. Uh, this not scarring and weird at all. Um, <laughs> this game doesn't let you play as George. I wish you still had that. Get it out of my house. No sound. <laughs> David, it's so funny that you should mention that. I'm just not up on my soundboard right now, but... Hello! It never dies. <laughs> oh, shit. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other like controversial SNES games. You know, I really think it was Mortal Kombat and then Killer Instinct, and the Killer Instinct thing was just a misunderstanding. I think it also had to do with me and my brother getting in like literal fist fights over it. That might have been one of the reasons. Like, you know, two young boys, you know, ten and twelve playing with each other, and then like, you know, it's like a best two out of three, and then like I punch my brother in the fucking stomach, like, you know, or or he like just you know collapses the bunk beds down on top of me or something like we just fucking destroyed each other. Like, we got in serious. God, fights. haven't you heard of shitting on the floor? Wait, what? Haven't you heard of just shitting on the floor? <laughs> yeah, well, I wasn't you know I wasn't gonna fall for that trick. Like, yeah, we've all played Killer Instinct, bro. You know, once he starts shitting on the floor, you know he's about to unleash the ultra combo. So, so you gotta fucking really pay attention. Uh, you know, my brother's actual, you know, his actual classic move in playing Super NES games was to just fucking stand up and cut a big fart right in your face. That was a fantastic distraction move. <laughs> like, we had some uh, fun at my house. <laughs> no, you we... had some fun at your neighbor's house. Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, the thing. We had fun at my justice. house until my mom was like, okay, you guys are having too much farting and beating each other's ass fun. I'm taking the game away. You're gonna have to go next door and, you know, fart on their kids. Like... <laughs> So, it was, uh, man, what a time to be alive, man. The 90s. <laughs> Just uh, hanging out, playing non-violent video games, and beating each other up and farting on people. It was, uh, it was good times, man. It was, you know, it was kids' times. But, um, yeah, anybody got memories of Killer Instinct? Favorite, uh, favorite character, anything like that? I barely Spinal's played this one. Favorite. Spinal Stoke. John, what's your favorite character? Name one. Iceman. Well done. 
you know, ice, not ice, man. <laughs> uh, David, what about you? Um, I would have to say Riptor. Riptor was dope. He was a dinosaur that fought people. You know, I liked Saberwolf as well, but uh, I think Spinal yeah, was did. also my favorite. That fucking Ultra Combo where he starts slapping around the sword and then shooting fireballs out of his shield and shit. You know. Oh, and actually, the other great trivia from this game. Uh, DJ Combo, do you know what his original name was in development? Oh, what Mike was John Combo? <laughs> you know, Theodore Combo, no, it was Mr. Fist. Nice. <laughs> That's way better. Yeah. And they decided That's to change sexual. They decided to change that because they thought it was too uh, too corny. I'm like, dude, Mr. Fist is fucking awesome. <laughs> like, uh, um, TJ Combo's cool, and you know he's uh, he stood the test of time clearly. But Mr. Fist would have been transcendent. So, um, anyway, uh, Killer Instinct was dope. My mom was misguided when we were kids, but I love her to death. And, uh, you know, unless there's some other uh, fresh controversy in this episode, Johnny, I think it's time to go to the calculating computer. All right, let's go to the calculating computer. sure you guys are all in need of trivia on this one and i did thorough research <laughs> no, you know don't step on my bit bro uh, so i actually have five pieces of trivia for this game uh, oh thank the god wi- the wiki for this game gave five very very great pieces of trivia um it, you know trivia number one it is possible although quite difficult to make it through the game up to the final boss without a sword. Once the boss is reached, the player must have a sword to damage him. Trivia 2. The last dungeon is over half the size of the entire overworld. Trivia 3. This is one of the only games where the main character can only reach a maximum of 16 hearts. Trivia 4. Most of this game's cartridges are gold, but there are very rare late releases of the game that are a standard gray. And Trivia 5, this was the most essential trivia. The title theme of this game was remixed in Hyrule Warriors. Oh! <laughs> 
guys. Let's see those wild guesses. Oh man. Uh, so got Legend of Zelda, Legend of Zelda, and the Legend of Zelda. It's uh, it's a high roll of hat trick. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> seriously, though, like, the fucking, like, Zelda wiki list had five pieces of trivia for this game, and one of them was the title theme was remixed in Hyrule Warriors. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock. The title theme of The Legend of Zelda has been remixed in almost every subsequent game. Like, How is this so controversial? Like, games in the series that doesn't have it. Yeah. You know, Jesus Christ, Zelda Wiki. You gotta step your fucking trivia game up, son. Um, so, uh, uh, this was a backup fan request for the evening. Uh, this one came to us from frequent requester and Patreon superfan producer, uh, Del at Delition underscore Hikari on Twitter. And he was lamenting the fact that he didn't have a more controversial game to select. So, he just went with something that he had a hot take on. And, you know, he's not really off base with his hot take. Uh, Dell's hot take, uh, you know, I didn't grow up with it, I don't think it holds up well. If you don't have the maps or manual, and you're trying to avoid a strategy guide, it's almost impossible due to the lack of information given to you in-game. It tries to be a game that exploring... Oh. Hot take. I thought you are done. The amount of resources given to you punish the player for exploring. For instance, a low bomb count makes the final dungeon almost entirely trial and error and extremely tedious. Uh, while I recognize its importance in the grand scheme of things, I wouldn't say it's a very good game, although I wouldn't say it's a bad game. It is the Sonic 1 of Zelda games. Hot take. He's not wrong. <laughs> yeah, that is 100% no, fair. Yeah, I, I agree with him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I love Zelda. It was fun. But, I mean, let's be real. When I was a kid, I didn't get fucking anywhere in that game. <laughs> you know, that, that game was so fucking just inscrutable at times like you know i have so many memories of getting to and playing through the first dungeon and then very little after that <laughs> like that game's a fucking mystery man you i know. have memories of getting the sword and then that's it <laughs> <laughs> you mean the cave that you walk into where it's dangerous to go alone you remember that <laughs> after I remember that i got so nothing i never owned this game but i rented it a bunch and this, because this was the one of the first games that had a battery pack save, so you could choose your save file. Well, mm. I was very used to like Mario games where it's A to B, and that's what you do. So this whole open world, and I remember renting it multiple times and playing on different save files, and really, as a kid, not understanding why sometimes I had just a sword, and sometimes I had a sword and bombs and a magic rod that would kill anything on the screen. So, what? What the fuck is this game? Yeah, it, you know, it was so, really something, Jesse. When uh, I have a similar uh, battery pack situation, except uh, my game never saved. So <laughs> I would, I'd be like, like when I first played it, I was like, I can save my progress. This is amazing. So I just, you know, happily saved. I think I got to the second dungeon, so I thought that was great. Go back the next day, put it in, it's gone. I'm like, what? Am I not saving right? You gotta hold reset and press start or at the same time and it never worked, so like I could never I guess beat it because 
back then, it would take me a long time you know, to beat games like that. Yeah, no you know? shit. <laughs> I remember, I think the, the furthest I got, I remember getting the second sword. The, um, I remember getting that one and like going to the um, the graveyard dungeon yes. and stuff like that. I remember that. And the Lost Woods. Right. But I, I, I didn't get much further than that. That was always my main thing. I remember finding the wrong dungeons by accident. It's like, oh shit, you're, you know, you found the graveyard dungeon, you shouldn't be here. Like, you shouldn't <laughs> be here at all. <laughs> you know, and then if you really want to have a, a, a joy, if you put your name in as Zelda, then you get to play a, uh, a version of Legend of Zelda where all the dungeons are, like, mashed up in, in different places. Oh, yeah. Forgot the about that. Quest. Definitely never did that. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I never got through the first quest. <laughs> um, but, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I don't think it's actually terribly hot to take to say that the original Zelda is uh, a little dated and doesn't hold up particularly well. Like, seriously, all that game needs is, like, a signpost every now and then that you could read that says, you know, go this way. Like, that would really go a long fucking way to, like, the, telling you how yeah, to get through that the game. Only, the only thing that can make it more dated is if they had a um, copy protection system where you had to look up, like, you know, the fifth page of the manual, go to the second paragraph, grab the third word kind of thing. That's the only thing that can make it more dated. <laughs> I'm confused as to what you're even talking about. <laughs> you never had PC games like that where, like, that was, that was the copy protection was they basically checked that you had the manual... Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, nobody had the fucking manual for this. Nobody had the map. You know, nobody after, like nobody after the original run of the game had any of that information. So it left me playing the game and begging my mother to make a long distance toll call to fucking Redmond, Washington, to get that uh that Nintendo helpline help. <laughs> you know, fucking well, that, I remember reading that this game was apparently plagued with mistranslations. So like the hints offered in game don't really help you. Like there's right. the moblin that you have to give the giant meat to and he doesn't say I'm hungry, he just says grumble and you're yeah. just supposed to know. And uh um, yeah, just says I like big meat. Uh, <laughs> I remember what, his tummy's grumbling. Jeez guys. Yeah, for big one grumble, of the, grumble. One of the tips that you can get says I, I'm trying to remember it's it says something like tenth enemy has the bomb and it's it relates to some gimmick in the programming where every 10 enemies will drop like a random item but if you stab them a certain way they'll always give you a bomb like there's a way to gain the system so you can always get a bomb from an enemy I would have loved it, to have known that <laughs> Wow! but it doesn't explain it like at all Jesus. it just says you know Dodongo dislikes smoke <laughs> yeah. well that was useful because then you just had to think of you know how to smoke him out you know was it the candle was it the bomb was it the bong uh, it's the bomb, baby. <laughs> like, yeah. No, the game's a fucking ordeal. You know, glad it existed. Glad it set the, uh, you know, glad it laid a framework that was immediately thrown out for the bizarre and not as good as the original uh, Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link. No, I'm kidding. We're not going back to that hot take. Zelda 2, I think, technically is a better game, but it's got the same kind of issues. Like, it's just kind of inscrutable and difficult. And the save system doesn't work particularly well, so the RPG elements didn't work. But uh, Zelda 2 has the makings of a very fun game. <laughs> but they just didn't execute it particularly well. And, uh, yeah, then they got it right. You know, Link's Awakening, you know, fucking Link to the Past. Oof, you know, after that it was just smooth sailing. But uh, it's, it's good that 
Zelda survived the NES era, because, uh, fucking A, man. Like, this, uh, I'm, you know, that and Metroid, really, they were fucking baffling ordeals of games that, you know, are <laughs> dated and not particularly fun to revisit. So, you know, there it is, a sixth uh, set of hot takes for the evening. John. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Hot take. Um. So anyway, I think it's now time to actually start the calculated computer. Unless we have a yes. seventh game. Calculating computer activated. Leaps. As John's trivia said, a diddling scandal. Leaps. <laughs> Scoring complete. This game's winner is. David Fleming. Congratulations, David, for uh, suffering the slings and arrows of me taking down your controversial hot take. You've won tonight's game. Also, you got the most points. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, great show tonight, bro. Um, what do you got in mind for next week's episode? Um, actually, I was thinking about a theme that has been discussed before, and I want to do time. Either games that involve time travel, games that involve, like, a time limit. Somehow time plays into your selection. Oh. When you said I want to do time, I thought you were like, prison games. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man! <laughs> Can we revise it? Can it be prison games? <laughs> Are there that many prison games? Don't know. We'll find out next week on Game That Tune when we're doing prison games. Lock it in, folks. <laughs> uh, I, I picked the Oz Telltale game. <laughs> <laughs> or that, that fucking one that the, uh, the Fuck the Game Awards guy came out with just recently. The, uh, the Prison Escape game. Um, you know the one I'm talking about. Fuck that guy. Um, but yeah, no, time games. <laughs> uh, you know, time manipulation, time travel. You know, we're going to hit 88 miles per hour and you're going to see time some limits. serious shit on next week's episode. It's going to be great, man. Uh, now, can it be a time game in as much as, like, Clock Tower's a time game? It takes place inside a giant clock. Oh, fuck. He's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> I will leave it open to your interpretation. If you can argue your point, oh, yes. we'll see what happens. Can't wait. In GoldenEye, whenever you press pause, you look at your watch. Bingo. You know, don't forget to wind your watch, Ted. And uh, we'll see you on next week's episode with Time Games. So thanks to everybody that was uh, watching along live with us tonight. You know, hell of a show. A lot of fun chatter in the chat room. Uh, we're live every Wednesday night. Uh, Twitch.tv slash GameThatTune. Facebook.com slash GameThatTune. And YouTube.com slash GameThatTune. And we've got a simulcast of our audio going into our Discord channel. John, you want to talk about Discord for a quick sec? Yeah, the Discord's a lot of fun. If you uh, go there and join the audio channel, you can hear the show quicker than it gets to YouTube, Facebook, etc. Uh, and also the the comments from YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, etc. all come into Discord way faster than you'll ever see them on the video stream. So you are like on top of the real-time shit when you're on the Discord. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot yeah. of fun emotes. You can upload GIFs and have them appear on stream. If you go to GameThatTune.com, you can find links to our Discord on there. We have them along the top and along the side. Just look for Discord. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's yep. pretty cool. So come find us on Discord. Uh, we'd be happy to chat with you. And thanks to everybody listening in podcast form. Podcasts come out every Wednesday morning. Uh, you know, check out iTunes or GameThatTune.com or any place where you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll be there. And uh, we're having a blast. 
thanks to our Patreon, uh, you know, patrons. Uh, you should check out patreon.com slash game that tune. We've got a ton of fun exclusives. We've got more coming every month. We just did a new episode of game that tune gems for the month of April, where we look back at video games and their music from 30, 20 and 10 years ago. And even some of the new releases this, uh, this past month. So, uh, if it came out in April of, uh, 88, 98, 2008 or 2018, yeah, we probably talked about it briefly. So, you know, go check that out. Throw us a couple of bucks. We'd love the, uh, love the help. Special thanks to our Patreon superfan tier producers, Alex Messenger and Lance Revere. You guys are dope. Thank you for everything you do for the show. Um, thank you for our request tonight. Uh, Dell got us, uh, his for, uh, you know, because he's a, you know, Patreon, uh, fucking, like, preferred, uh, requester or something. But our other requester, uh, sent hers to us through Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at GameNetTune or send us an email, GameNetTune at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, so you can find us uh, on Twitter and slide it in those DMs with requests. We are at GameNetTune. And you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at JGangsta187. You can find John Regan at uh, JPRegan.jr. Yep, you can find Jesse Moore on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. And you can find David Fleming, this week's winner, Defender of the Indefensible, on Twitter at EFD Fleming. <laughs> That's what the D stand for, Defender of the Indefensible Fleming. Um, so, David, what do you got for bonus tunes tonight, man? What are we going out with? Uh, the bonus music is possibly the best song on the Mario Galaxy 2 soundtrack. It is the throwback Galaxy theme. Oh, okay. Peace out, y'all! <laughs>
bring in all the magic game quotes. Point my finger. Frank Franca. What's that? Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! is copyright 1987, Nintendo of America, Incorporated. Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus is copyright 2017, Bethesda Softworks, LLC. State of Emergency is copyright 2002, Viz Entertainment and Rockstar Games, Incorporated. Super Mario Galaxy 2 is copyright 2010, Nintendo of America, Incorporated. Killer Instinct is copyright 1995, Rare Limited, and Nintendo of America, Incorporated. The Legend of Zelda is copyright 1987, Nintendo of America, Incorporated. Remember that time that John said, I don't want any Japanese games on the show, but then he picked Mother 3, where you have to apply a fan-made English translation to the game you play it? <laughs> <laughs> like, speaking of controversies. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god, Whoa, John. Yes, that's awesome. Damn it, I was going to mention when he peed in a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I hope he comes back. Where did oh, Jesus, no. I swear to God, I just had the Captain Computer loaded and I don't know where it went. You had the Captain Computer loaded, but you had bonus games, so you were forced to play the last game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what just happened. Okay, here we go. Boom. Nope, not that. <laughs> Hot take. We have a soundboard for a reason, John. <laughs> and it's not for Shoot the Dog. <laughs> I love that came and went with almost no explanation or really mention. <laughs>